0: What's up, everyone, and welcome back to yet another episode of Button Masher Chat, the podcast. Uh, My name is Matt, and I'll be your host for the next half an hour or so as we explore some of the hottest topics in gaming at the moment. Before we get started, please show your support by giving this podcast a little feedback in the form of of a review, a like, or subscription, depending on the podcast listening platform of your choice. Your choice. Button Masher Chat is currently available on iTunes and SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Button Master Chat is a bi-monthly podcast that means two. Uh, it's supposed to be anyway. Sometimes it doesn't work out that way. Uh, bi-monthly podcast in which I discuss some of the gaming's topics that are uh, sort of standing out in the news, I guess. Uh, and of course, remember that Button Master Chat isn't just a podcast. Look us up on Instagram, at Button Chat, for all, all kinds of uh, pictures, stories, anecdotes. Uh, search YouTube for Button Master Chat uh, to find gameplay videos, opinion pieces, and more. Today I want to talk a little bit about Sony's PlayStation Classic, Nintendo's online service and its launch, the beat-em-up collection that Capcom just put out, and Bethesda's Mothman marketing for uh, Fallout 76 that I'm pretty impressed with. So we'll talk about all that. And like I said, this will probably be a short podcast, but we'll kind of get through it just to talk a little bit. So uh, first off, I do apologize for not putting out uh, a podcast earlier in the month. Uh, things just got away from me. I'm in grad school at the moment. Uh, that has taken up a lot of my time. Uh, I live here in Greensboro, North Carolina, and I'm a part of the North Carolina Folk Festival. Uh, that went down uh, really well uh, last weekend, the weekend before last. Uh, really good time. Uh, had by all. So, but now I'm getting back into things. I can balance stuff out and uh, definitely wanted to talk about some, some kind of cool stories that have popped up this week. So, leading off, uh, you know, more than anything, I'm going to talk about this uh, PlayStation Classic uh, that has just been announced the other day. So, if anybody has seen this thing, you realize that it looks very eerily similar to uh, what Nintendo has done with its NES Classic and its uh, SNES Classic, which... Even the names, you know, to have, it's a bold move to put classic in the name, first off. I, I'm really sort of amazed that Sony went that route, but, you know, more power to them, I guess. Uh, but even some of the marketing with just the the hand holding the, the tiny little system up uh, in the background, that's pretty, again pretty straightforward this is saying hey you know you're not the only people that can do this and you you can't really blame them it it may be a straight ripoff, but you know the nintendo systems the snes classic the nes classic have sold just an incredible amount like i mean they have been top-notch system sellers for nintendo and how can you blame any other system uh, any other company for wanting to get in on a piece of that action i would not be surprised if microsoft came out with uh, an original xbox but Microsoft's all on the backwards compatibility train right now, and I think that is probably a better route, to be honest with you, but you're sort of limiting your market to only people that have Xbox One consoles. Um, A lot of people are upset and would like Sony to implement these original PlayStation titles just in the actual PS4 sort of firmware be able to buy those you were able to buy them on PSP even PS Vita um, and yeah I mean when I say PSP PS Vita and PlayStation 3 you were able to buy them usually five to eight dollars a piece something like that huge variety of games Sony comes out and announces this little guy uh, the PlayStation Classic with 20 preloaded games 100 bucks 99.99 which is fine uh, that could be a great price. Could Might not be. I don't know. Um, from the looks of it, it's comparable to the PlayStation 1 mini system that actually came out at the end of uh, the, the original PlayStation's lifespan, uh, which is going on 25 years now. So, what did they announce for it? What games did they announce for it? Well, let me get down to that. Okay, so... They announced five games, which, first off, before I even get into the games, I'll say that announcing five games, not the full list, uh, is a little weird. This thing is supposed to launch in early December 3rd or 7th, I can't remember, and you're only going to announce that you've got five games out of the 20. You know, that's not really a good way to sell the system. I think they're really pushing hard on the nostalgia factor here, but I digress. So... The PlayStation Classic comes out, five games. Final Fantasy VII, Jumping Flash, Ridge Racer 4. I'm trying to go off. I need to look these up because my brain is not. Okay. Final Fantasy VII, Jumping Flash, Ridge Racer Type 4, Tekken 3, and Wild Arms. Let me put it like this. Final Fantasy VII, I'll buy that every time it comes out. That game is close to my heart. I'm sold. Uh, Ridge Racer Type 4 is one of my favorite racing games of all time. Tekken 3 is one of the finest fighting games of all time. And Wild Arms is a fantastic little RPG that not a lot of people have played. However, these are five games that you've been able to... With the exception of Jump and Flash, and there has been more Jump and Flash, but there have been better iterations on these games probably for a long time that's always debatable but you can find a newer version of ridge racer although i think ridge racer 4 was the best one they've ever done uh the tekken series later on tekken as much as i love tekken 3 uh tekken 5 was i think probably the pinnacle of tekken um tekken tag tournament even uh maybe a little bit better than tekken 3 uh wild arms is a perfectly serviceable rpg and a sea of rpgs right now um jumping flash is an excellent game might not hold up as well as you a platforming game might not hold up as well as as you think and this is where i'm going to get off with this is the fact that a lot of these games are not going to hold up as well as you probably might expect uh this is going to be a cool collectible but if they're going to do these games which i think are five perfectly normal and acceptable games to have on there expected really But if you're going to have those, and then you're going to throw on four Crash Bandicoot games, and then a couple of Spyro games, uh, a Resident Evil game, you know, if it's halfway loaded up with just, you know, crap, and those games aren't crap necessarily, they're good games, but they've been available, you know, we just had a Crash collection come out, so it's, do we really need more of that? Um so i don't know i'm curious to see where they go with this this next 15 games um what do you get with the system so you for a hundred dollars you get the system itself you get two controllers um and then you get hookups basically hdmi cable you know that sort of thing let me look at what we got here hdmi and a usb power supply so there's not uh a typical power supply it's just like the the NES Classics and SNES Classics in the fact that you're just going to get that little power supply. So that's fine, whatever. The issue here comes with the controllers. Uh, You have one of the very original controllers, which, uh, for people that don't remember, those original controllers did not have analog sticks. Those were not DualShock controllers. They're just regular controllers. You've got the D-pad, you've got the face buttons, select and start the cord. That's it. Um, And they were fine for a long time, but about halfway through the PlayStation's lifespan, they introduced the DualShock and that really changed everything. Um, There was a lot of games that played, not only played better with the dual analog sticks, but required the analog sticks. And Ridge Racer is a game that I'm not sure how well that's going to play on the D-pad. From what I remember, I remember using the analog sticks uh, on that particular game. As a matter of fact, Ridge Racer Type 4 actually came with its own controller uh, that had like a steering wheel in it. And in Japan, it had a weird controller that was split down the middle and you twisted it to turn. Ridge Racer has a history of coming out with some weird controllers, but for more precise turning uh, and the ability to drift. And I think that's a game that's going to be weird. Uh, without any analog sticks. Gran Turismo is going to be another one that gets really strange. So without including at least one DualShock, I could see including one of the typical controllers and then one of the DualShock controllers. Um, without including the DualShock controllers, I'm not entirely sure how that's going to work. And these controllers aren't, from what I can tell, they are—they have specific ports. So I don't think you can use just an original DualShock on it. Let me see. I don't think you can use the original controllers or anything like that. I think it's just straight. um... Now, I could be wrong about this, and it could be something they they talk about later on. But at the moment, I do not believe that you can use the original controllers on there. If I'm wrong, uh, feel free to blast me in the comments. But I'm looking at at the manual now, and yeah, it is not the original uh, controller ports. So that's not going to work. You have to use the controllers that come with this. So... But all in all, uh, you know, it, it could be made worth to be worth, you know, the money that you need it to be, I guess. I mean, a hundred bucks is asking a lot, but it's not the end of the world. Uh, and for the collectors out there, people that were trying to get their hands on every sort of PlayStation, you know, the 500 million PlayStation, the Spider-Man PlayStation, which I just got recently, uh, you know, this is going to be not even a second thought. It's gonna, they're going to grab it. So Whatever. Uh, But that's that. I mean, what do you think about it? Is it something you're interested in? Like, do you think it's too much? What games would you like to see on the PlayStation Classic? Uh, I would like to see Dino Crisis. Uh, You know, you got to at least put Resident Evil 2 on there. Um, Maybe another Final Fantasy, uh, Vagrant Story, Lunar. Uh, That's the thing I remember most about the original PlayStation was just the amount of RPGs, Quality RPGs. Front Mission 3. I mean, you put some of these games on there. The the platformers and things like that really weren't... Uh, don't stand out to me much anymore. And to be honest with you, I've got a stack of PlayStation games over here. And a PlayStation Mini with a screen on it. So it's not the same. It's a pain to hook up. But still... I don't know. I've got one pre-ordered. I'm not 100% sure if I'm going to keep it pre order or maybe uh, cancel it at the last minute. But, you know we'll see how it goes so what what we're we're going to talk about next what are we going to talk about next i think we're going to talk about the oh the nintendo so tuesday uh thursday in the evening no tuesday in the evening forgive me um nintendo launched its online service nintendo online so if you don't know uh this service is There's a couple of different pay scales, but I'm going to say most people are probably going to go with the uh, $20 package. So $20 for a year. And think of it as your PlayStation Network, PlayStation Gold account and your Xbox account, like you're going to get uh, to play online. Uh, They're taking that away from you. If you've been a Splatoon player or a Mario Kart player or anything like that, they're going to take that away from you. And you're going to have to pay good money for it. Which, $20, not that bad um there are ups and downs with it It had a rocky launch but by the time i got around to downloading everything it was fine uh with that uh you get uh the playstation or not playstation nintendo you get the nintendo app uh, on your phone which allows for party setups and voice chat uh which is awful the app is just a terrible idea. In my opinion, it it doesn't work all that well. It's not super intuitive right now. The only game that has used it up until now, anyway, has been Splatoon and it was such a hassle to get set up, um, that it wasn't even worth it. I I tried to do it once or twice, uh, and it was just, it was awful. Um, so that's the app. You will not have to download that unless you just really want to try that. Um, There are some games, uh, one game specifically Fortnite, which will not require this. You'll be able to continue to play Fortnite as you have been uh, with voice chat through, you know, uh, actual headset, uh, like normal people in 2018 do uh, without having to pay. So that is the only game that I know right now that you can do that with. Uh, Everything else, Mario Kart, Splatoon, uh, ARMS, whatever it might be that you've been playing, uh, Street Fighters, other multiplayer games, yeah, you'll have to pay. Um, $20 a month, I think you can do $4 for one month. I think there's like $8 for three months or something like that as well. Uh, there are some online deals that you're going to have access to as well, which are like, uh, I, I think you get a shirt in Splatoon for your character um, and basically some things like that. Um, oh, there's the controllers as well. So uh, I'd be remiss not to talk about the NES archives or whatever they're not the archives they're NES classic games I guess that have been made available it's, you'll download a, a small app um, and then when you open it up it opens up into a, a really beautifully tiled um, system that basically talks about uh, that, that shows 20 NES games uh, you've got the stuff you would expect you have Mario Brothers, you get Mario Brothers 3 um, there's no punch out on there Um, but you've got Ice Climbers, Balloon Fight, um, Gradius, I think. Uh, I can't remember all 20, but, uh, you know, you've got these games, you can play them online, you can play them offline, you can do, uh, you know, suspend points, all that fun stuff that you would sort of expect coming along with this. Uh, it works really well, actually. I was really impressed with it. Um, you can't remap the controls, which is kind of weird, but it's a small gripe. Uh, And honestly, I think this service is probably worth $20 a year just by itself. So I would definitely check that out and read people's uh, opinions and views on that. Uh, I'll probably live stream some of that on my Twitch channel uh, at the Old Ronin at some point in time in the future. But um, along with that, uh, exclusive to paying members of the Nintendo Online service, you can actually go through and pre-order two... um, NES replica controllers that basically hook on the side of the Switch I guess just like the Joy-Cons do to charge them they're Bluetooth controllers uh, and then you can take them off and you can play NES games and faithful, faithfully sort of recreate that experience of uh, of playing online which is fantastic um, they are $60 and you can go on the Nintendo website and pre-order those but like I said you have to be a paying member I don't know how it works if you cancel your membership uh, between now and December when they're supposed to ship. But, you know, that's a thing that is happening that Nintendo is doing. Um, the most frustrating thing I've seen about this is still the, the fact that everybody's been playing for free for so long. And now it's being taken away. But, you know, you have to pay for servers. Um, that is just a thing that needs to be done uh, to keep the servers quality and up and running. Uh, they need financing behind them uh, and it makes more sense to charge a little bit uh, to keep that sort of thing running which is great Um, but the things like it doesn't include things like uh, friends list uh, a party chat system uh, a a real life voice chat system as it is most people are still using discord and everything which you know is fine but i don't want to use my phone at all to do any kind of uh, voice chat on my i just want to use a bluetooth headset or a headset plugged into the switch which therein lies another problem is the fact that you if you're playing on docked mode the pro controller or joy con there's no way to hook up uh no way to conveniently hook up a voice chat system or a headset into the controller so you'd have to do it through bluetooth while it's docked and that is a function that is just not available uh for some reason um, a lot of the times Nintendo makes decisions that I can sort of justify, uh, in the grand scheme of things, but, uh, this is one of those times that I really don't understand what their holdup is there. Uh, that, and you still have to use friend codes. I haven't added any friends from what I've seen so far, uh, but you're kind of limited by that as well, which is a huge pain. Um, you can't just look up somebody's username or gamer tag or whatever they call it. Nintendo network ID. So, but for better or for worse we have a Nintendo online paid service that is funded now. So, um, you know, hopefully that'll be a success. Hopefully something that Nintendo can like grow on a little bit and, you know, that we all end up, you know, loving in the future. Um, speaking of Nintendo though, uh, I just got done playing the Nintendo, uh, version of the capcom Beat 'Em up collection so this game capcom has put together and it's got five beat-em-up games uh it's 1999 uh two of the games have never been on console before so this is actually something that uh you know we haven't seen capcom really do that much um so what do we got on there well we've got let me see this is something i should go more prepared Uh, so included in this bundle, we've got Final Fight, we've got Captain Commando, we've got the King of Dragons, we've got Knights of the Round, Warriors of Fate, and then the previous games that were not available on console are Armored Warriors and Battle Circuit. Um, I just went through Captain Commando for the first time in what I can't even remember, since I worked in arcades in 1998, maybe. Um, and it was fantastic. I love beat up games. They are absolutely... You know, when the Super NT came out, I went through and, like, pulled out all my old beat-em-up games. You know, Batman Returns, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, whatever it was for the Super Nintendo. And, you yeah, know, they're just fantastic. That side-scrolling beat-em-up, they don't take a lot of brain cells to, like, operate, uh... You, I, can, I can get my wife to play, and she might not be thrilled about it, but, you know, she she can be entertained for 45 minutes to an hour, whatever it takes to complete them, and then it's it's good to go. Like, it's just a good experience. I can sit there, and I can have a beer. I can just play a game and zone out for a little while, which is fantastic. Uh, in this game, this, this sort of bundle was top-notch, as far as I'm concerned, uh, and it was on my radar as soon as they announced it on the delayed direct that happened last week and i bought it today finally and downloaded it uh and just gave it a run through and i had no intentions of talking about it but uh i had such a good time with captain commando uh that you know i am highly recommending this game uh the ports are arcade ports uh they're done really well i didn't notice any like really screen tearing or anything like that um you know everything controls fine it's got online it's sort of basic uh but for 1999 it's a really good bundle you're like i said you're getting one, two, three, four, five, you're getting six games, six up games. So if it takes you an hour to get through each one, uh, then, you know, that's that's money. That's good. That's a good return on investment. Um, so, you know, definitely a lot of replayability, fun games. Uh, you know, Final Fight holds up well, as always. Knights of the Round uh, is is a fantastic game. And this version I expect to be better than the, the uh, Super Nintendo version, so... Yeah, I'm pretty excited about that and I'm probably going to dig more into those and probably I'd like to stream those as well because uh, I just have such a good time with them. So look for that uh, hopefully in the future. Uh, And what was the last thing I was going to talk about? I wanted to talk about about Fallout 76 and I know I keep talking about this game uh, but the Fallout series is a series that I've, I've enjoyed a lot but I've never been super passionate about. I enjoy the game. I enjoy the sort of the post-apocalyptic, you know, storylines and and the, just sort of the weird stuff you run into in those games, and the approach, art direction, the storytelling has always been pretty positive. Uh And the freedom to just kind of like come out of this vault and experience the world, like, has always been really top-notch. I, I really enjoy it. So, uh, Fallout 76 is a little bit different. It's a big online game, uh, but still can be played solo. Looking forward to it. You can look to my previous episode or you can look anywhere on the internet and find out more about uh, Fallout 76. But it is set, each of the recent Fallouts has been set in a different area. So you're looking at, uh, one was Washington, one was like Boston, and then um, this one is set in actual West Virginia. So uh, a lot of people might not know, but uh, my wife and I... uh, got married in West Virginia. My wife is from Ohio. I am from North Carolina, as I stated earlier. And we met in the middle in Charleston, West Virginia, and actually got married. And a lot of people might think West Virginia, you know, and have some sort of preconceived notions about it, but it's actually a pretty nice state. Don't be down on West Virginia. Um, And... There's a town on the border, or right over the border from Ohio going into West Virginia, called Point Pleasant, West Virginia. And you may have seen a movie years ago called The, the Mothman Chronicles. Uh, and it, just YouTube Mothman and you'll find all sorts of stuff, I'm sure. Mothman is a mythical creature uh, in West Virginia. And one way, whenever Mothman shows up, uh, he, he causes all sorts of issues or bad things happen. You know, he's basically a big man. Half man, half moth, uh, glowing red eyes, you know, typical nightmare stuff. Uh, But I love the sort of legend of the Mothman. Uh, It's just a silly story that I think is fantastic. And I think it's great that uh, this town in Point Pleasant, which all this stuff happened in, um, is embraced the Mothman sort of legacy. And every September last weekend, I think, actually, they had a Mothman festival, Mothman run, all this sort of stuff so where am i going with this well bethesda was at this mothman festival like full force so you have this game that is set in west virginia and you have this giant publisher uh who has a lot of money developed and you know wrapped up in this game who is taking the step to show up in this very small town uh of of point pleasant and show up full force uh full-size pit boy running around, hanging out, taking pictures with people, Mothman, uh, you know, Fallout, you know, costumes and stuff like that. And I thought it was awesome. Like I, we didn't get to go to the festival. I was just, uh, I've always wanted to go, but we just didn't get to do it this year. But if you follow, uh, you know, the Mothman Museum or anything like that, or Bethesda, you know, just in general on, on, on Twitter or Instagram or something like that, you probably saw a bunch of pictures taken at this mothman festival and it's awesome it's just really great to see a publisher like that sort of take those steps and and really connect with the setting of their game you know it's uh point pleasant is not a big town like i said uh and to have something like bethesda show up uh and maybe even games media and and have your your festival being blasted out to a whole new audience is, is a huge deal. Uh, and I guess Mothman is going to play a, a bigger role. They're really playing this sort of Mothman angle up. He's in a lot of the marketing for Fallout 76. Uh, they just released like a pretty sweet Mothman poster on the Bethesda store that you can get. I think it's pretty limited. Um, and, you know, he's going to be in the game as a boss or something that terrorizes you. I don't know. Um... But I think Mothman is going to take a pretty significant like role in the game, or at least in the marketing. So that's pretty awesome, as far as I'm concerned. And to see Bethesda actually show up to, to Point Pleasant to this Mothman Festival and like really embrace it and really push it out there uh, and get into it, I think is really cool. I think it's cool for the game. I think it's cool for the community of uh, Point Pleasant and everybody in West Virginia. Uh, yeah, like I said, West Virginia is a cool state, man. Like If you're into camping, if you're into to nature and stuff like that, I mean you'll find some of the most pristine sort of, you know, terrain in West Virginia. Uh, Charleston is a real quaint little, like, town. It's not a little town, but uh, it's got a, some really nice little areas in it uh, where the capital's at and everything, and, and, and bookstores and restaurants and stuff like that. Uh, like I'm telling you people, don't, don't sleep on West Virginia. Uh, I got married there. We're glad we did. Uh, and I cannot wait till Fallout 76 uh, shows up. Uh, so I can sort of run around West Virginia and and fight the Mothman. So I'm looking forward to it. So that is it. That is about all I've got time for uh, today. And this is a little bit different format. Usually I just uh, record the podcast and then upload the audio and don't do anything else. I just put a picture on YouTube uh, and then slap the audio on it and be done with it. However, this time I think I'm actually gonna go through and upload this video and upload the audio version and on iTunes and SoundCloud and all that fun stuff and hopefully we'll see how it goes you can look at my ugly mug as I talk about games uh, in West Virginia and whatever have you so anyway thank you for tuning in if you're watching on YouTube like I said again leave me a like I I appreciate you sticking with me to the end if you're listening on iTunes uh, SoundCloud and whatever podcasting platform that you find me on again I appreciate you uh, tuning in and downloading uh, and hopefully Uh, this will remain a bi-weekly, or a bi-monthly, good lord, podcast, Um, but, you know, from time to time, you might just get one a month, which uh, is is okay with me. So, thanks again, everybody. Take care. Uh, Let me know what you think about that Sony PlayStation Classic, what you want on there, uh, and we'll talk about it in the comments below if you're on YouTube, and then, like I said, if you want to leave me a review on iTunes, we'll do that. So, everybody, take care. I'm looking at you people. Like, I'm looking at the microphone for the iTunes people and looking at the the camera for the YouTube people and it makes no difference, really. So anyway, take care, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Check out Button Master Chat on Instagram. Peace out, people.